Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome to another episode of QBT. This is season two, episode two, in the words of Tanache. Pour it on up till I can't even think no more. Go ratchet, go dumb, and then go more dumb. I love to get two on. Um, my name is Matter Germs. And I'm Shawnee. Very impressed with the Tanache lyrics. I am very happy. That, that made my day just now. I love it. Let's roll. Uh... <laughs> We are QBT, a podcast where we talk mental health, pop culture, whatever hell else we want. Queering mental health. We might be therapists, but we're not your therapists. Right. And we're here for season two. Episode two on. Oh. Oh. Okay. I don't know. If, I don't know if we need to go that far in Tanache. <laughs> Talk slick, all up in my ear and shit. <laughs> How are you? How are you doing over there? How's Texas? Is it hot? It's hot as fuck, girl. Um, you don't want to know what though? What? Um, I have been here a month and some change, two months. I don't know. Time's weird, but <laughs> I found a park next to my house that's like two and a half blocks away, and it's beautiful. And it literally, I just like hadn't crossed this one street yet around my neighborhood and I crossed it and I was like I'm just gonna turn left and then I saw this park and I was like this has been here the whole time I'm so angry um but I found a park recently so I'm really happy about that but yeah yeah it's hot as fuck there's bugs that I never knew existed it's oh girl (laughs) it's fun fun creatures little animals exactly have you seen possums yet well I guess possums are everywhere I have seen possums. Do you know what I haven't seen? I have not seen an alive armadillo yet. I've only seen a dead one. You know, I also think I've never seen an alive armadillo. Armadillo? Armadillo. 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 <laughs> the armadillo. Armadillo. <laughs> um, yeah, I've only seen them dead. Same thing with like, um, no, just armadillos. Um, I did see a roadrunner recently. It was like they... They don't look anything like the cartoon, but they're really no, cool they're, looking. <laughs> they're not the size of like a raptor. They're the size of a normal bird, right? Or like an ostrich. Yeah, they're actually yeah. like kind of small little <laughs> birds, but they, they eat bugs really cool. And they kind of like disrupt the ground to like, I don't know. It was cool to watch. Anyway, oh. how's um Portland? It's oh, hot there too, bitch. It's actually, it's not. I feel like okay. the last few days it was like overcast and like 70s or whatever. And here we go doing that thing that I realized everybody does. They live to talk about the weather. People will always talk about the weather. And I've noticed it a lot lately. I don't know why I'm bringing this up. It's just like... You asked me if it was hot. Yeah, but like... I, <laughs> I Okay. Yeah, that, that's on me. That one is on me. <laughs> well, if you're, if you're hitting the heat wave, uh, stay cool, babes. No, no heat waves right now. Thank God. But plenty of wildfires for everybody, which Ugh. is unfortunate. It's really sad. So for this week's up slut, I want to sort of flip last week's question on its head. So I think last week I asked, like, what's something new that you haven't tried? And, like, why not? Um, this week I want to know, what's something new that you did try and never want to fucking do again? Um, heroin. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, that, for me, that is a joke. Uh, that's not true. But um, I'm going <laughs> to... Honestly, you typed this question <laughs> in and I was like... <laughs> I- <laughs> <laughs> my brain went so many places. No, yeah. no. But my brain went so many places and I had to shut the whole thing down with like, you know what? I'm not going to make the joke. Delete. I'm just not going to yeah. do it. <laughs> okay. 
Well, um, so it's not R.I.P. to Shawnee's uh, uh, untold <laughs> joke. Um, but uh, I recently remembered something super cringe that I have worn. And it was because of some stupid tweet. I don't know. But or I saw someone wearing them and I was like, oh, my God. Ew, disgusting. Why would anyone ever? And then like a flashbang, it came running back to me that I remembered that one time to the club I wore weed socks <laughs> like I'm like sorry. marijuana pot leaves like they were they were supposed to be thigh highs but I'm a tall bitch so they were just like kind of weird knee highs it was it was honestly not, from Buffalo Goddamn Exchange not I your was thigh like, highs being a crew sock <laughs> I was trying I was trying to be like I don't know like cute and edgy and like it was so ugly and I I'm so sorry to everyone that saw me do that. I promise to never do it again. So that's the one thing I tried once. I felt bad about it the entire time. I don't know if that helps, but like I remember putting them on and being like, this is weird, but I gotta go. Um, you're talking about like the socks with like the marijuana plant on it, right? I, I am. Not I am. like hemp socks that smelled like weed, because that would be weird. No, hemp socks maybe is fine. I don't know. I don't know how they do with moisture, but for, I'm talking about like those black marijuana printed mm-hmm. socks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, I've yeah. never owned a pair. That is, that's a decision. That's a choice. I know. I know. I, I'll never <laughs> do it again. What about you, slut? Cheesecake. I. Okay, listen. This is Honestly, dumb. This is no, it's <laughs> not. This is <laughs> my entire life. I have known that I don't like cheesecake, and I feel like at every turn, somebody is like, "Well, just try the, try this cheesecake," and cheesecake I'm like, "It's delicious." No, cheesecake is disgusting. I do not like cheesecake. It's not. You tried for me. it once. When did you no. try it? I've tried it multiple times. Every your single, question I, says, "What's something new you tried once and never again?" Okay. Well, I tried to try it once, and then I realized that anytime I tell somebody that I don't <laughs> like cheesecake, they like make me try it as if I'm lying, and I'm okay. like, I have no reason to lie about this. I do not like cheesecake. I know I'm a psychopath. Do you like fine. like a cheese Danish? No. Okay. I don't think I like so you don't, cream cheese. I was going to say, you just, it sounds like you just don't like cream cheese. But see, I do like cream cheese on like a bagel. A bagel? Or like a bagel. <laughs> oh, you said the same thing twice. I, my yeah. brain was like, wait, what did I think you said at the beginning and what did I miss? <laughs> well, we're off to a great start. <laughs> we're doing great over here. Um, I'm excited because... We're going to do And What About It. And What About It. Oh um, she's back. And you know what else is back? Miss Delta variant. And Ooh. I, she's coming Delta, back to the Lambda, Vengeance. Zeta, Omega, Alpha. I don't need any of them. I do not yeah, need. Fuck Greek life and the Greek fuck life. the Delta variant. <laughs> I don't need them. I don't need them around me. Um, I'll take a Delta work and that's about it. But uh, I just want to say getting vaccinated is like. The minimum thing that you can do, like the minimum, minimum, minimum thing that you can do. Um, And you can't say it's a personal choice when it kills people. That's not a personal choice. That's a that's a choice that affects other people. And I don't care if you have had covid, uh, have antibodies and are never going to get covid. You are passing that shit around like a nasty fucking sponge. Just getting like from under the sink and washing everyone's dishes with it. Not telling anyone that it fell on the floor. Fucking Mm. gross. Um, But I'm joking. It's not hot. (laughs) If you insist on making that stupid choice of not getting vaccinated, don't go anywhere. Stay home and wear a mask. And if you if you must, must, must go out, wear a mask. But 
living your life like everyone else that is vaccinated is fucking rude and Republican as shit. Um, also, Say it for again me, for the people in the back. I feel it's like rude. I don't. Here's what I don't get. Oh, here we go. I'm about to go on a tangent. Um, I, I just don't get. Okay, y'all, we're we're still in a pandemic. It's still a Panda Express. It's still a Panera Bread. It's still a Panini Press. Like I, I get it. I get it. We all want to go back to normal as fast as we can because it's been going on two years of this shit. And like, yes, I'm over it just as much as everybody else is. But like, it's not over. We like, won't get over it faster you, by not paying attention to yeah, it. Yeah, and just because you personally want it to be over for your reality does not mean that that's everybody else's. So, like, right. I agree with you a thousand percent. And, like, beyond that even, it's like, not that I want things to get shut down, but it's like, yo, if we're not supposed to be out right now in public because, like, the Delta variant is, like, acting a fool out here in these streets, then don't, then we shouldn't be. Like, right. I don't know. And I feel like for me, too, a couple things, like, one... I feel like some people are like, well, I'm not being around, you know, super immunocompromised people. And one thing I have to say to that is that you might be, and maybe someone doesn't trust you enough because you're being reckless to tell you that they are immunocompromised because that's people's private ass business. And they don't have to walk around with a sign that says I'm immunocompromised. Please like be gentle around me. You should assume that most people are and kids can't fucking get vaccinated. Um, And I do think it's going to be hard. And I do remember and want to name that like, it's, it's going to be a hard shift. You know, like we're wanting to get things back to normal when everyone got vaccinated or most people were getting vaccinated. I made big life changes. I started doing things differently and I was acting a little bit more uh, open with my stuff. But then we have new information about the Delta variant. When it was first coming out, it was saying we were learning that like most likely vaccinated people weren't getting it. And that's still true. The It's not that you might get it. It's that you might pass it along. And then... The other thing is that I'm just going to incorporate testing again. You know, I'm probably still going to go places as a vaccinated person. But if I'm going to be somewhere with a lot of crowds, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to get tested before I do that again. You know, and that was, you know, before I wasn't in crowds, but I would do that with my friends. I would see my friends, but I would make sure I get tested in between. And I'm just saying that's like a minimum thing that we can be doing. Uh, LabCorp by Pixel has tests that you can send to your house. Just fucking lie about having symptoms or whatever. Um, I know in my area and I know in some other states as well, CVS does free testing, just sign up and drive up. Um, I know it just like, it's a stupid topic. Everyone's topic talking about the Delta variant, but if you're being dumb, that isn't just a personal decision. You're affecting other people. And I hope, I don't want you to get sick, but I also don't want anyone else to get sick. And, um, I, you know, I don't know. We Which know is, this. I'm, I'm sorry I'm yelling at you. I just like, I got literally no, hot about it. I'm like sweating. <laughs> it's fine. You know what I want to talk about that nobody's talking about is these goddamn booster shots. Like, when am I supposed to get the booster shot? When? Like, I, I got so vaccinated back in like April, right? Yeah. Maybe I've been vaccinated March. since February. It's been a while. And I'm like, yeah. so when does this wear off? Because like, I'm not going to get a notification on my phone. Like, hey, yeah. time for a booster or hey, yeah. your vaccination wore off. So I don't, I don't know. When is that happening? Have we gotten any word? Has anybody said anything? Um, other countries currently are updating their policies to allow for, you know, folks that are elderly or immunocompromised folks to be able to potentially get a booster, um, especially for folks that got Johnson & Johnson or the um, AstraZeneca vaccine. Um, Pfizer and Moderna has not had any information released on what they're going to do, but the U S is still being very cautious because we can't even get people to get their first one. So, um, 
you know? Uh, but the minute that they tell me that I am eligible for that booster, I am in oh, line. I'm, there. I'm getting it. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I love needles. Stick it in me. Um, anyway. Yeah, because you did heroin, remember? Okay. Right, 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 right. Never again, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, shout out to never mind. I don't know what I was gonna say. I don't know. No, no, no. I'm moving on. Um, <laughs> all right. So, in the theme of new beginnings, I just want to shout out to some new work from some of my favorite people. Um, one theme song. I don't know if y'all know this, but I say thank you to Marquis at the end of every episode. But our theme song is. Um, by Marquis, uh, that intro and outro that you hear, they just released a new song. She's got a song called Hopscotch, and it's super fun. It's a banger. I think I saw uh, Marquis post some like uh, choreography tease. I'm waiting for the video. Maybe we'll talk about it more then. But also, the last Artful Dodger, um, Dodgers from California, but like spent a lot of their artistry time in Portland um, and just released a new song called Lightwork. And it is. So good, Shawnee. It's like, it's big, big, big. It's uplifting. It's like, it honestly reminds me of like a Pixar or like Lego movie kind of like credits song. And I don't mean that it sounds childish. I just mean it's not explicit. And it's like super invigorating. And it's like kind of short. Anyway, I've been humming the little like hook in it. Light work by Dodger. I just... They had that song with Mark Ronson last year that I really, really, really liked. And I was like expecting that to kind of blow up. I don't know if this is going to blow up, but I'm seeing these good, bountiful things come to artists I appreciate and like big level shit. Not just like they have a studio down the street. Not that that's a bad thing, but like this is huge shit. And this song is so beautiful. Um, But for Hopscotch, is that um, is that feature Tanasha? Uh, no, but it should. Yeah, but it should. It should. I would love to see a feature for that shit. Um, but talk about New Beginnings as well. For Have you listened to Willow's new album? Um, yes. And I was... It's not for you. Delightfully surprised and into it. Very okay. into it. Actually, like, it's super so into it. <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite album of the summer. I, yeah. like... I did not know that this little girl writing like fucking kind of pop punk slash these kind of like 90s grunge songs. It simultaneously feels so nostalgic and modern at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I get that we have like Olivia Rodrigo and Miley and, you know, even some of the new Billy songs, which honestly, I kind of like the new Billy album, too. Wasn't expecting to do like that. I do not listen to that. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Oxytocin (laughs) is really the only one that just like slaps. But... Willow's new album, it it just, Black Girl Rock is something I'm always going to be really into, but the way, the song with Tierra Whack Extra, and then also that song with Avril Lavigne is so good. It's like, I don't know why, it's like. It's, it's yeah. It's, it's just, an earworm. It's, it's, it's an, that's the word, it's an earworm. I was like, I like do not think I actually enjoy this song, but here okay. I am singing it. <laughs> And it's also so short. It's kind of like that Lil Nas X thing where, like, the songs are short, short, so you kind of just have to, like, keep hitting repeat, like, to kind of get the song in, like, which is smart for numbers. But this, the song Grow, it, like, it's literally just about new beginnings. It's about being in a space of, like, recognizing some loss, 
but also being your own motherfucking best friend. And that's not a fucking metaphor. Like, it's just, it's so cute. And Avril Lavigne just having that weird accent. I don't know. I just, I, I love Willow's new album so much. It's called Lately I Feel Everything. And I um, love the Avril Lavigne clone. She's great. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Avril. Um, tell me what you're thinking about this new Tanache album. Three, Tanache. Okay, first of all, I didn't even, it's like I, I should have known this album was coming out last friday but also was like not tracking it at all and i feel like the singles that she already put out when i heard them on the album i was like oh i've heard this song and it actually makes a lot more sense on this album now because at first i thought it was just super fucking random um i like it it's not my favorite tinashe album i will say um my favorite tinashe album is uh night ride that's my favorite it's like her her second her sophomore album that's my favorite tinashe album but um it's good. I mean, it's 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 there. I feel like I've listened to it a couple of times. I like that song. I don't like Jeremiah on the song. I think it's called X, maybe. Okay. Um, yeah. I like that song. I like the beat. I like bouncing. I could do without Pasadena, even though I mentioned it. No, I did not mention it. That came out during our hiatus. Yeah. I didn't really like Pasadena. Um, I didn't like it as a single. I like it in the album, though. Okay. That makes sense. I think it, I think it, it fits with the rest of it and is a more upbeat kind of thing that yeah. um i i do think the features on like, the song are just not my favorite it's like i could do agreed. without all of the features i don't know agreed. why these men are here it, yeah they <laughs> what did i text you i was just like i mean i like the x song i don't know why jeremiah's there because like i don't know why men yeah just you said all. i don't know why men dot 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 and then i didn't respond because i thought that was a song and i didn't know when I listen to music especially I'm not looking at my phone especially when I'm driving and so like it, oh. it's not really until like a week later when I learned what the titles of the songs are so I assumed it was a title of the song I couldn't respond because I <laughs> like, didn't like oh that's my favorite song <laughs> yeah, I was like I'm not I, gonna that, do it yet. that would be my favorite song if I made it why do men do anything yeah. anyways um, I like the um, I like the bouncing part too where she like slows it down yeah um, I like that too I really I thought like that, that was like Spotify feeding me some like random shit after the album had finished and then I was like oh no this is part of it it's okay. definitely kind of a throwaway song but I really like the way that beat moves when she yeah. slows it down I also really like the title track I am I often don't always like a title track of an album but yeah. the way that that song kind of switches up into this sort of psychedelic kind of it's just a an arrangement of sounds that I have <laughs> sorry 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 welcome it back to QBT <laughs> I was gonna say it would not be QBT without a Maddie burp I didn't burp last, <laughs> week, last episode um but um it's it's a mixture of sounds that I have not heard from her before. Yeah. And I don't know. I know a lot of people really, really loved the last album. I liked it. I did not love it. I thought it was like really <gasps> mature. Oh, I did really like that last album. It was it was good. And it was more mature for her. It definitely, I think, solidified her as a solid artist. Mm-hmm. This, to me, feels like a better album. It feels like a better body of work. And mm-hmm. that also, to me, is like, you know... I'm doing some gig economy shit right now. So like having kind of this 45 minute thing that is like all the way through and I'm not hitting skip or wanting to hit skip. Mm-hmm. Like, am I going to come back to these songs individually? I don't know, but I really like that. I can just kind of press play and enjoy 45 minutes of my drive. You know, I get that. I get that. I definitely, I almost feel the opposite where I think, what is that songs about you? That's the last album. I think songs about you is a more cohesive, like, body of work. Like, I feel like that, though I may skip some of those songs, I feel like that is, like, an album. I'm like, 
I get it. But I do feel like with 333, I I don't I can't even like pinpoint why I'm saying this, but I feel like okay, Tanashi, like you have like you've come into your own. Like you have yeah. like figured and this shit out. And she's moved on from this ex a little bit. Like Songs About yeah. You is sort of about like the morning of an ex, I guess. It, at least that's what it feels like to me. This yeah. is like let's you know, I might have, there's a yearning song on it, I think, a little bit, but it, it's a little bit more like, but also fuck it. Like, that's yeah. the vibe I'm But getting. also, like, sound-wise, like, if you look at Tanache, if you look at, if you listen to Tanache's first album, and then you listen to this, I mean, like, with any artist, there's growth, and, like, you can see them, like, experimenting and trying new things. <laughs> Did you smell yourself? I was looking to see if I had a pit stain. <laughs> I didn't smell okay. myself. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. I do it all the time. Um... But I feel like you, this album, I'm like, okay, Tanashi has like figured out her sound. Yeah. Like, I feel like she, she herself is like, I don't want to be pop, but I'm not trying to be R&B. Like, I'm all these things. And I'm like, okay, that's fine, girl. But like, I don't know what that is. And it sounds like mess if you like don't have it sort of figured out. And I feel like she has sort of found her middle ground with being this artist that can experiment with, experiment with different sounds and not have to be tied to one specific genre. Yeah. Because I will say, like, you could say Tanache is R&B, but I mean, she does, like, electronic just as easily as she does, like, some hip-hop track, just as easily as she does, like, a ballad about some shit. So I don't know. I mean, I like, like Doja album is not one genre. You know what I mean? Like, I, right. think, I think artists should be allowed and are allowed in this new world to kind of just, like, play with stuff. Like, because music's so, it's so fast now yeah. that, like, I don't know. You just don't I want it to cool. be jarring to the ear. I think that's what Isn't it she is. also, like, technically an independent artist? Probably. I think she funds herself. Like, she's a pop girly, but I think that, like, I'm sure she gets money, but, like, I don't think she's signed into a record deal. I think that she's decided mm. to go a different route with it, which is, like, what shout I think out. is kind of cooler about yeah. it. Also, shout out to my friend Jasmine, if she happens to listen to this podcast, who DM'd me on Instagram because she was going to a Tanache concert. And she literally goes, hey, I'm going to a Tanache concert, like, tonight. And then I realized that I don't know any Tanache songs. What are, like, (laughs) I need, like, the quintessential playlist, like, now. And I tell you, like, without skipping a beat, I was like, here go all the songs. And then I was like, also, you would never, like, shade Tanache while also going to see Tanache all in one. But I'm also like... (laughs) That is also Tanache's life, so I get it. <laughs> for real, for real. Constantly overlooked. Also, in that same vein, I'm going to my first concert next week. Um, I'm going to go see oh. Kesha with my sister. And um, mm. I, she, Betty Who is opening for her. And I know a couple Betty Who songs, but if you're a Betty Who fan... I don't know who that is. <laughs> someone's gonna be so mad that you said that yep. but if you're a Betty Who fan send me uh, DM QBT Podcast and DM me those tracks that you think are the standout because I need to do a week's deep dive before I go to this thing um, you went to go see M. Night Shyamalan's old Tell me, tell me what you're thinking about it yo that movie was a roller coaster ride like <laughs> I I'm happy that I saw it yesterday when recording today because now I like have all this pent up energy about it um <laughs> That shit was wild. Like, I mean, like typical M. Night Shyamalan, like the Shyamalan, Shyamalan, Shyamalan. Um, the I ending Shyamalan. was Shyamalan. The ending was very, okay, I guess. But like everything leading up to that ending was like, I was invested, like fully invested in this family, fully invested in like the shit that was going down. Also, 
his like exploration of if you don't know the plot without like spoiling anything this is not like a, i'm not going to give any spoilers but sure. essentially a family goes to a resort um that's on like a tropical island while the beach they are, makes you old right while they're on the beach of that island they age over the course of a day um which i don't think i knew going into it, i thought it was like oh they just age real fast maybe over the course of like a week it's like all in like a 24-hour period oh shit so everything that just sort of like goes down and sort of the what i really found interesting was the dynamics between people like i do with most films like the psychology of human beings how they interact with each other what happens when people are in like really intense like dramatic like situations like and there are true character shows like how does everybody sort of process that and then Mm -hmm. what happens when you take that and like speed it up like you speed up somebody's lifetime over a day yeah. It's wild. And then he just went to so many places that I hadn't even thought about when it comes to like aging mm. or when it comes to like family and aging. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I would definitely recommend it. I'm not going to okay. say like you have to go see this movie, but I don't think anybody's going to be disappointed after watching it. Like it has enough yeah. gore in it and enough like not really jump scares it's way more gory slash uh kind of just like disturbing Mm -hmm. and dramatic lots of drama because it's like also like a family sort of thing okay i have heard a lot of mixed things and i feel like he is a polarizing director Mm -hmm. like i think people either sort of are in for the twist shtick um, he's also really successful with some of them and not with others, but I've been a lot more forgiving of his stuff. Like I enjoy myself. I also saw a clip of like the kids on the beach towards the beginning and like the way that the camera is moving really chaotically, like made me really interested. I yeah. feel like for me, I sort of made the choice to like wait for streaming whenever that is, but I might, I might check it out in theaters. I feel like I feel like I, theaters are, like, making me nervous, so I'm, like, trying to pick which ones I'm going to go to. Yeah. But um, I really want to see Pig by Nicolas Cage. with Not by oh Nicolas Cage, but with Nicolas Cage. I want to see yeah. that so bad. Anyway, have you been... Um, oh, I guess we can also talk about... Speaking of beaches, have you been talking about... Uh, have you seen White Lotus? Have I seen White Lotus? I... I don't know. Love that show. It's It's great. so good. It's so good. I mean, you give me Connie Britton doing anything... And you give me um, Jennifer Coolidge doing anything, and then those two together, I'm like Natasha one Rothwell. Isn't that her last name? Yeah, yeah. Kelly so from good. From Insecure. Yes. yes. Um, and it's a great show. Again, another show about so like dynamics between people yeah. stuck on like an isolated place. Yeah, and just like a critique of whiteness, just like, Mm -hmm. and also I really love, it's not just about like, look at these silly rich people, like it's not just like succession or these other things, it's, it's also about like what happens when you're in proximity to that and what culpability do you have in proximity to that? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about the most recent episode with Paula, the friend that is with, um, and like, I mean, we don't have to spoil what happens, but just like, you know brown on brown violence you know what yeah, i mean yeah. <laughs> like it, it just is like wait you're talking about the episode last night or last week last night i guess oh i haven't watched that one yet great okay well you're gonna know <laughs> what i'm talking about when you watch it like it but like the way also that these like sort of pseudo woke hot teens are also like yeah just as culpable and enjoying the bounty of 
all the evils that they're critiquing. You know what I mean? It's when like Connie Britton was talking about her white son having a hard time and just like, mm-hmm. you know, they just like, I just worry and like, da 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 da. And when Paula was just like, because she just needed to get away from the conversation, goes, I think he'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Connie Britton was yeah. like, thank you. I was like, I love this. This is like, that is great writing and great yeah. acting to like, convey all of that with just like one sentence um jennifer coolidge has another amazing monologue from last night's uh episode which just for a little teaser she's like i am very very needy and i um can't be left alone and i was mentally abused as a child by my mom like just like going off but in a very inappropriate another very inappropriate setting i just she is going for the goddamn emmy golden globe like i think the one the mother one on the boat was improv i think oh really yeah i don't think that was written um i don't know i'm just i am so happy she she's also booked over quarantine she got fucking booked like um i just I have always really loved her and I'm happy that she's really like living in this, in this moment. Um, Another, you know, I was going to say, speaking of pseudo white kids. Oh, right. Super rich (laughs) kids. Uh, Have you been watching the Gossip Girl reboot? You know, I have, and I am not somebody who ever watched the first like version iteration of it. I loved the first Gossip Girl. Oh, I like could care less. And that's when I like lived in New York. I was just like, I don't fucking care about these kids. Yeah, I mean this, I'm into it and I see you wait, Luna LA. Yeah, Luna She's the best one. When she said, don't look directly at any at anybody, as a matter of <laughs> yeah. fact don't look directly at anything. Don't I, look directly anywhere. <laughs> anywhere. I lost it. Like I was cackling on my couch and thought, well this this woman, I'm here for her for the rest of her life. Like, yeah. I want to see what she does for forever. The show's great. I think that it's, like, it's campy um, and modern. It's like a, I don't know. It feels very modern. Um, it, it does feel really modern. I mean, I think this show is, like, the kind of definition of bad good. Like, mm-hmm. I have never... This is also... They're on episode, like, five or six now. It's revealed in the first episode. The plot of the series is... There's new kids, they're young kids, they're all biracial and bisexual or something. And then the teachers are using Gossip Girl as a way to control, gain control back. I think it feels like there's two sets of writers. There's like writers for the teachers and writers for the kids. And everything the teachers do and say is terrible. And not in the way like in White Lotus where you hate that man, but like you enjoy watching that one, like the worst part about White Lotus is knowing that that white man isn't the one who dies. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Yeah. That has like, been bothering me. That's the worst <laughs> part about it. But like, it's still, he's an, he's a villain that you kind of, it's, it's hard to look away. Like you're like still cap captured by his evilness or whatever. The teacher stuff is just bad. It's just like, it's just not good. And that woman's voice almost made me turn it off. Like that, the blonde with the I I've never heard anyone talk like that in my entire life. You know she like is, was famous since like age like twelve or something, right? I guess she, she had some like Tumblr blog or something. Yeah, like fashion, I don't became know. like a fashion person. I don't know. It was she's not for me. I don't. But like that voice, I it 
it sounds made up. Like, it just sounds yeah. insane to me. Like, I've never heard anyone speak like that in my entire life. I hate it. I hate <laughs> her voice. That every time she, no, I every every time she opens her mouth, I'm like, shut up. I hate oh it gosh. so much. You um, know, I agree. I think that, like, yeah, the, the teacher storyline, I'm just, yeah, I'm not invested in it. I feel like every time it comes up, I'm like, ugh, when are we going to get back to these kids? Like, that's yeah. what I care about. And I mean, like... People are like, the writing's bad. I'm like, did you watch the first one? Like, right. the writing is bad. But at least in this one, it's shot beautifully. And so everyone beautiful. is so beautiful. That Gorgeous. poor Aki baby cannot really act. Like, she can't really... She can't really act. She's gorgeous. Like, She's, right? I was like, okay. That that man is very beautiful. And also, Max all those children beautiful. are... Except for... Wait, is Max? No, Obi. Of all the kids that are in high school, I think Obi is the only one that's actually like 19 or 20, something like that. And he the looks rest old. I know, which is weird, but the rest of them are all, I lie to you, not I like went down a rabbit hole because I was like, how old are these kids? Even the baby, all, the little curly head baby? Yeah, they're all like 27, 28, 29. Like some of them are I mean, 30 something. And I'm like, I mean, honestly, I love that. I'm I, here for I, it. I, I always love it. Um, <laughs> but to me, the best part about it, I like, is one. The main characters are not, is not a whiny white girl. Like, yes. it's not about her. But my favorite characters are Luna and I forgot who her friend's name, what her the friend's black name girl? is. Yeah. Yeah. The meanest one. She's oh, so she's mean. so mean. But they give her like the best lines. There's that line where she's like, oh God, Jamila Jamil just commented on your post. Things are terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, I find myself like just cracking up at that show. And I mean, yeah. I guess it's meant to be like, it's not meant to be taken, like taken seriously. I wouldn't no. call it a comedy, but it's very I don't funny. Know, it's very funny to me. Like the that writing is done well. It's like, it was written by... It was, like, written by a 16-year-old and somebody who, like, went to Harvard for, like, literature. It's weird because there are lots of terrible things that are, like, this is trying to be a Tumblr post. This is trying to be a Twitter thread. But then there's these one-liners that not all of them deliver. There's lots of one-liners in the show, but not all of them land because I feel like Luna and the friend are the only ones who can deliver these one-liners in these convincing ways. Which reminds me very much so of Naya Rivera and Brittany from Glee. Where I was like, there were points in Glee where I was like, I am only watching the show for those two. Because I know that they are going to say the funniest things in this entire episode, and I could care less about the plot. Oh my god um we have to go to break but i saw this video of ryan murphy at this screening for glee the pilot and like the whole cast is there and they're just basically giving a commentary and it shows leah michelle on screen singing like loud and he and ryan goes i found that so annoying she was being so annoying that i made her get slushied again and then when we watched it her mom was sitting there watching it with her and when this scene came on she started crying because she thought we were being cruel <laughs> and, like, and then matthew morrison that like pervy creep man was like he was like didn't she only have one take he was like yeah she only did it once like it just i just love that everyone everyone hates, hates leah michelle <laughs> hates her yeah that's what we heard from her ass Okay, well, that's fine. I don't want that to happen. Um, do you want to take a quick break? Yeah, I need a, I need a breather. Okay.
welcome back um, to the work. We don't have a guest this week, so we are getting into it. Um, the theme for our you know next few episodes last week and next week and maybe one more is new beginnings, um, which, by the way, if you are having any thoughts about new beginnings yourself, entering into new situations, having some struggles with change, um, we'd love to hear about it. We want to feature those stories on an upcoming episode. So DM us at QBT pod on Twitter, Instagram, or shoot us an email at qbtpodcast at gmail.com. And Shawnee, do you want to kick us off uh, when we're thinking about new beginnings as a theme? What are we talking about here? What does that mean to you? Ooh, I mean, <clears throat> oh my God, my voice. Um, I mean, it, it could mean a lot of things. I think that for me, new beginnings is... Um, I don't know. It's almost, I mean, it's almost straightforward in what it sounds like. It's something that you have not embarked on before, something that is absolutely like brand new for you. Um, you know, something that you might not have been experienced, that you might not have experience in, something that you might not have seen, done, experienced, any of that uh, before. So I don't know when you sort of take that logic and apply it to things. I mean, it could definitely run anything. Um, for the purposes of this, I think that for me, I'll stick to like, um, I'll stick to projects, like new projects that are like, you know, new beginnings for me and new um, ways of thinking, I'll say. Okay. I really like that. So like, not just what you're doing, but also how you're like a lens you're seeing the world or how you're thinking about your life. And okay. I like that a yeah. lot. Um, what about you? For me, I mean, it's hard for me to not think about it in this current context that I'm living in, which is like new location, new job, new social structure. Um, I'm also feeling like like kind of what you're saying, too. I'm feeling like I'm in a new mental state as well. Like I have been alone with my thoughts for the last couple months in some ways. Like I've had a lot of time to really reflect on what the last couple years of school and even like my decision to go into school and what this kind of future of being a therapist, actually not just studying about it, but being it that's coming up for me. Um, those are kind of like identity shifting things. Mm -hmm. And um, for me, when I'm thinking about new beginnings, like, yes, there's this idea of, doing something new but I like what you're saying which is like when I'm talking about this in a sort of mental health context I'm sort of talking about change that requires some of that kind of like the work of like adjusting to it or like yeah the work of kind of parsing through it or the work of dealing with it and what happens if you don't deal with it you know like we were talking about um oh my god I almost just threw my computer down um i got excited um we were talking about a, like towards the end of season one about like you know stress and adjustment disorder and i think those adjustments that require that is kind of the framework that i'm thinking about for these new beginnings mm -hmm. of like mm -hmm. what's joyful about it what's scary about it etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah i agree i think that um you know it's easy Sort of, sort of similar to the adjustment disorder episode. It's easy. The reason why I want to avoid for myself speaking about the future new beginnings that I have, because if you don't know yet, listeners, I'm still in Portland. I have not moved to LA yet. Um, 
That is still happening in December. But um, I think that there's been a lot of work that I'm doing now to prepare for that change in the future. Um, and a lot of that for me has been adjustments in the way that I think, adjustments in the way that I show up in the world. And honestly, adjustments and new beginnings with <clears throat> myself and sort of the honesty, the truth, and the like, um, yeah, just like the, the honest truth about like who I am and what I like. And I, I don't know if we're going to get into the work like like this right now, but fuck it, I'm going for it. Um, Do it. I don't know. I think that, you know, when I when I talk about new ways of thinking and just sort of being, um, I, over the last few weeks, maybe month or so, have been like really leaned into like what I like and what I don't like. And like very much so being aware and conscious of when I'm choosing to engage in an activity or go to an event or like do whatever because I'm trying to fit in or because that's what my friends do, but it might not necessarily hold true to me. Very, very, very simple example. Um, I got invited to go to a farmer's market and I was like, I could go. Do I give a shit about farmer's markets? No. <laughs> like, that's just who I am. I'm not going to apologize. About if there's that. cheesecake there, I'm not going. I'm not doing it. Um, but I think that, like, part of that for me was being honest with myself. Like, understanding that the things I like are not the same things that friends of mine might like and vice versa. And that there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with a friendship. There's nothing wrong with anything because I don't find joy or don't really take anything away from the thing that people in my life do. So you're saying um, like a new state for you is being more secure in those choices and yes. like sort of holding those choices without that kind of shame or like fear of missing out or whatever. It's like, it's a new state for you to be like, this is it. And this is what I'm doing. And I'm trying to yeah. make that into a practice. Exactly. I don't have to offer an explanation. I don't have to like go into a whole thing about it. I don't want to do that because I don't want to. Yeah. It's that simple. Was that something that you feel like you're noticing as something new or like a change you wanted to make? So you started mm. making choices so that you could step into a new version of yourself. Great question. That, um, I think it was definitely the, the latter. Um, I think it's something that I've known. I think it's always been there. I think that I have found myself in plenty of situations where I'm like, I don't even know why I'm here. Like, why? how did I get myself into this, like, position or whatever? Um, and I know why. I know exactly how I got there. It's just not, for me, it was just, like, not um, calling it out, like, before even, like, going down that road or before agreeing to do the thing, um, which in a way is new but is also feels a little like um i don't know sort of similar to the the sub slut question from from last week like a thing that is new that i've been wanting to do because i can see i can i can see the apparent and like obvious um like benefits issues and negative impact that it has I'm on sorry. me when i'm well like both of those things like negative impact that it's having on me when i'm not trusting my intuition when I'm not like leaning into who I am. 
Um, and then vice versa as well. Like I see how happy I am, how much more energy I have when um, I am really like tuned into what I want and what I need as well. So for me, like new beginnings, and I think this has always been true, has always been around like a new sort of mental state, a new way of like growing into like the person that I know I'm going to be one day. I don't think I'm that person yet, but, um, you know, it, it requires, it requires a lot of discomfort, a lot of like exploring new areas. And sometimes a lot of, um, we can talk about it in a little bit, but like trying some new shit and being like, okay, that actually did not work out the way that I thought it was right. going to. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that. I, I feel like the, and maybe you might identify with this a little, because I know you've moved around a lot too. I feel like, I think that you are more ambitious than I am in some ways. And I think that you also have had this kind of like vision or desire for success in a way that I like have not been able to or wasn't able to for a long time. Like the fact that I made it past 21 was like, a surprise to me. And then I was like, maybe we'll get to 25. And then I did. And I was like, oh shit, I should like plan for my life. So like, I think, <laughs> I, I think for me, I like, I have sort of been forced into these like reinventing states because what I do is like, I feel like I've made, I make big, big changes. And I mean like location, personality, job, friends, I did that when I went to school. I did it when I moved to Portland. I feel it sort of happening in these certain ways as I'm, I feel like it'll probably be less drastic than those two other times in my life, but like mm -hmm. that it's kind of happening now. And it sort of comes from this, like I do that and then I claw and climb to try and find some sort of stasis because what I've done is made this huge disruption in my life that yes, I see the positive benefit, but I'm like, I have to disrupt and or destroy in order to get to the thing that I think that I want right now to sort of make that next step. And then I sort of claw and climb for stasis. And then I cling to that stasis and I sort of maybe not forget, but because I had so much change, I'm like, I need things to not change for as long as possible so that I can kind of get back into a rhythm. And then when I get bored, I do that thing again where I disrupt and destroy and move on. And like, huh. I am hoping that I, am able to, as I'm entering 30 in this next step, not have it be as like, um, I want to incorporate change and new things more gradually and like a little bit more constantly so that I'm constantly evolving. It kind of reminds me of like what Kiana and Carlos were talking about next week about how these things were changing for them. And Kiana was like, you know, if I change something, I can change my mind in a heartbeat about something. And it can also kind of be across all aspects of my life. And Carlos is saying, I like that kind of drip of like introducing these new things and seeing how mm -hmm, they mm -hmm, come. Yeah. I feel like I do like to let change sort of fully permeate and a, a different mindset fully, fully permeate, but I, I don't do it all the time. And while I think that's healthy to some extent, I think feeling safe and secure is important I also think that I need to be maybe a little bit more brave in allowing some new change and new things to sort of come into my life so that I'm not having to like in four years be like, everything has to be different, <laughs> you know, like maybe yeah. I should just like paint a wall or something. 
That's what I did, girl. Um, <laughs> no, I get that, though. Like, I feel like a very similar story, right? Like, I've always said, I'm going to get bored of this, this place I live in, whatever the thing is that I'm doing, like, in four years, in four to five years. And I'm going to need something new to keep me excited or into it and by into it i mean like into life i was just gonna say keep me alive yeah like to keep me alive you you feel like i am making progress in some way some way shape or form um but you bring up something interesting which i think is like and this might be true for like listeners as well whether it's like a for some people it's that huge drastic change that has to happen for them to feel like all right i'm making progress in life i'm growing i'm like I'm becoming that bitch or like I'm becoming this. And for some people, like they can do the gradual drip. They can do the like sustained change over time that one doesn't really notice until they like sort of sit down and like assess how different things are. Yeah. Um, And I think that like. Shit, sometimes I'm like, it's exhausting doing the big drastic thing, like the big drastic thing. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, and I mean, when I say big drastic thing, it doesn't always have to be like moving, right? Like, that's a breakup. That's Job shit change. starting starting this podcast. Like, yeah. like a, a big project that is going to affect multiple areas of your life in some way, shape, or form. Um, or stepping into a queer identity or stepping into, right. like, what is a literal you know, transition look like if I'm wanting my gender Mm, to align more. mm -hmm, Like mm -hmm. these are all things that take decision. It takes guts. And I I also want to offer myself a little grace, like kind of listening to myself back or while I was talking, I like, I think part of it is that I am making small changes, but then I look back and I'm like, I'm not the same person I was that got me into this life space that now Mm -hmm. I have to do something so different and change everything to match the small changes that I've made over the last four or five years. You right. know what I mean? So it's not, it's not so much that I like don't change for five years, but it's that I sort of recognize, oh, I'm not the same person that put me in this life state or this space. And I need to sort of have this life graduation by like changing everything around me. And like, I don't know. I mean, it's exhausting. It can be hard. <laughs> um, how are ways that you sort of deal with new beginnings, both positive and negative? Mm-hmm. Or um, healthy or, you know, maybe not toxic. always sustainable. <laughs> um, I like, I mean, like most people when I'm exhausted. So like, you know, when there's a change that has happened in my life, positive or negative, it is probably draining some amount of energy out of me. Now, whether that's energy that I, like, have to give or energy that I don't, it's a whole other story. But regardless, there's energy being drained from me. Mm-hmm. So I think that first and foremost, what I always do is I nap. Like, I think, I mean, y'all know me. Like, you know me. My friends know me. I love a good nap. I love a Saturday, 3 p.m. I'm taking a nap right now, and I will be up at, like, 5 o'clock, and then I can go. Um, But I don't know. I feel like rest rest is like it's a thing you need it your body needs it um your mind needs it and for me that has always come in handy i feel like if it's a move if it's when it was me coming out like resting and really like sitting with myself um and allowing my mind 
like space and time to process things is important Mm -hmm. and then allowing my body especially if it's a physical sort of change um like me working out again after a long stint of not doing that um (laughs) uh you know it's 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 rest i feel like i people don't give rest enough credit and they don't give rest enough of what it's due i think that we live in a society where and I mean, this is very much so wrapped up in new beginnings. Like you're starting a new project. You think you're supposed to do, I mean, Kiana's talked about this a little bit last week. Like you think you have to do everything. Everything has to be perfect. And like, that's the only way this thing is going to be a success. And I feel like the older I've gotten, the more I've realized, honestly, when I'm like chill and like go about this new beginning or this new change that I'm trying to embark on, it's probably going to work out. I'm way less stressed out about it. I'm way more sort of tuned in with my feelings and my emotions and like what I want and need, like I was saying earlier, versus me being exhausted and like just pushing myself to do the thing. Because at that point, your new beginning, your change, the thing that you're trying to like implement becomes less about the growth and less about the like um, person you're trying to be. And then for me, it becomes more about like, you're just trying to like live up to a thing. Like that, that sort of change a new beginning shouldn't, yes, it should be exhausting in the sense that like, oh, this might just be a lot of work. But if you're like pushing yourself beyond a certain limit, it's like, what are you trying to prove? And who are you trying to prove it to? So we've got like, what you're saying is like, we've got like not only this sort of societal expectation of output that makes us forget that rest makes us our best self and that like lazy isn't exactly real it's like a sort of word used that um sort of demonizes taking care of yourself in that way and then i think what i'm also thinking about too is like the way that that healthy response to something emotionally draining Mm -hmm. can also manifest as a depression symptom of like not leaving the couch or like not leaving your bed and like it's also this state of noticing what that balance is of like, am I resting to rest or am I resting to avoid and like to not engage with my life? Cause I'm scared of it, you know, like, yeah. or, you know, I'm experiencing depressive symptoms that, you know, I need to ride that wave because otherwise I can get into this habit, which like does not make me prepared for facing these new things that are in my life, you know? Yeah. Um, How did you prepare? I mean, you moved, you started a new career um, <laughs> you've entered this new, literally this new chapter in your life. Yeah. How did you go about that? Like, I mean, I assume yeah. it was exhausting. Like, what camp did you sort of fall into when it came to dealing with all of that? I've done a lot of different things and sort of it depends on my emotional state when I um, wake up each day. I have done my best to take it day by day, honestly, because especially when I was in Portland prepping, I was also adding into this, like saying goodbye to people or see you later to people that like are my family, you know? And like when I would sit with this thing of like having to do that and also finish, I was also in finishing grad school while I was doing all this stuff too. So I was like, I have papers to finish. I have social things that I've got to sort of, do I've got packing to do I've got job hunting to do I've got interviews to do I've got like trip planning to do and if I sat with the thought of all of that at once it felt like such a heavy weight that I just Mm -hmm. had to sort of break it down and be like 
What can I do today? Do I have the emotional capacity to focus on multiple things? Do I have the capacity to focus on anything? Have I given me a day, if, if not of rest, of just pleasure? Am I allowing myself to not like think about my to-do list, but just think about what I want in this moment? Um, and another thing, healthy or not, that I did and sometimes am doing is like, I'm like, in order to do this to-do list, I cannot feel it. I've got to like just kind of mm. suppress the feelings and get through what I have to do, which I am not saying listeners is the most healthy <laughs> thing to do. I'm just saying it's something that I have done and sometimes show up does show up. Or another thing that I would try and do is be like on Friday at this time, I'm going to allow myself to cry. <laughs> like I'm going to like, or like know that if I was going to see a friend that it was not going to necessarily be like just a, catch up moment I was going yeah. to try and dip into an emotional space that didn't have to be crying but at least was this honest emotional space where we could talk about feelings because I couldn't do that Monday through Thursday because I literally didn't have the time to do it and like um I think now that I'm done a lot of those things and I'm just kind of here um I'm still trying to take things day by day I have really been trying to breathe and stretch the moment that I feel the knot of anxiety about my life being brand new and so unfamiliar and how that feels so scary. Like just like take a deep breath and figure out what I have control over and sort of like make that mental list in my head. Mm -hmm. That's something I found really helpful. The other thing is allowing myself to cry. Like I know one, one day it had been a really crazy week of just like do, 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 do. And it was like, it was upsetting. It was an upsetting week. And then I just, Something silly happened and I just, I caught myself being like, don't get upset over this. And then I went, no, be upset. And I just cried. And like, mm -hmm. I just, I just let myself cry and I let myself feel it. And, you know, Spencer's like, oh my God. And I'm like, it's fine. I just need to do this right now. I need to shed the weight of the fear. I need to shed the weight of the fact that I don't have a therapist right now during one of my biggest life transitions ever. <laughs> like I had yeah. to, I had to break up with my therapist too. So like... I, I, while I don't feel alone, I do feel like I am having everything that I've been going through in grad school sort of put to the test of like, can you really, did you really learn any of this bitch or like, or, you know, it's like that sort of thing that I'm facing with, but yeah, I don't well, know. You're, you're bringing up and I mean, we're, we're going to wrap soon, but it, we would be remiss to not talk about a little bit like the emotions and feelings around starting new things. Um, and I mean, I think that during the adjustment disorder episode, we really more so harped on, you know, the anxiety and depression that can sort of pop up related to, to new um, life changes. And that's 100% true. It's going to come up with new beginnings as well. Um, you know, I think naming it like, as that, like acknowledging it, giving it the space to be without necessarily indulging it um, is important when you're starting something new. Yeah. Um, it's scary. It can be scary. It can cause a lot of anxiety. Like I have anxiety about moving to LA. Like does that mean I let it become like all consuming and like the only thing I'm thinking about? No, I think that it's again, to your point, it's acknowledging this thing is like new a little bit scary, a little bit like, I don't really know how this is going to work out. But what I do have control over, to your point, is X, Y, Z. 
Mm-hmm. So like, let me lean into those things and like see if that helps me alleviate a little bit of this like mm, I'm not even gonna call it a negative emotion, but this emotion that does not feel the greatest right now. Right. And just like on the flip side, you can be super excited and happy about like a new change and about something that's about to happen in your life. Same thing. You acknowledge it. You give it the space to be. Um, and you probably figure out how to sustain that a little bit longer than you probably would like anxiety or something like that. But I don't know. I can't. It's hard to say like that emotions and feelings don't play some factor into new beginnings and honestly play a lot into why we don't sometimes uh, start new things or why we don't sort of um, decide to try something new. So, yeah. yeah. And I think I, I also want to, I'm just kind of realizing in this moment, you and I both have talked a lot about changes and new beginnings that we sort of choose. And I mm-hmm. think that there's lots of new beginnings that are not our choice, whether that's being on the receiving end of a breakup or um, I don't know, uh, someone close to us dying, uh, like, um, having a natural disaster, sometimes natural disaster, right? Like there's these yeah. things that like, I still think some of those same skills are helpful. I think we're also like, think about getting a new mental health diagnosis. You're about to like both think forward and backwards at the same time. You know what I mean? You're about to examine every decision and every experience you've ever had through this lens of this diagnosis. And then also, what do I do now that I know this? You know, I think that um, we get to make these choices, though, about how we respond and also knowing what are the best things to help us cope. And also, I just really, really want to hammer home who can we rely on? Like, I think that's the biggest thing within change is like letting other people know that something's hard. I think um, the minute that I sort of let people in on the fact that I think I was embarrassed to tell people that I was having a hard time because I made the choice to do all this stuff. And Mm -hmm. it's like, well, if it's hard, why are you doing it? Well, I can explain that too. But I also like, it feels a little embarrassing to be like, this thing that I was really excited about is not turning out exactly as I had planned I think letting others in on that immediately helped though. It wasn't embarrassing. People love me. They care about me. They were, I was able to, I was like, Hey family, I need a FaceTime to see as many faces as possible. Doing those little things, like whether that's a coffee or a lunch or whatever, but really reaching out to your community to let this not be a burden that you're carrying yourself because I found in both moving and also landing and the emotional responsibility, the people that I cared about wanted to be there for me. And I just had to kind of like let that happen a little bit. There is nothing wrong with being afraid or scared or nervous about something new, even if that thing that's new is something that you consciously actively chose to embark on. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, let's, um, I just, I feel like we could talk about this for like two more hours and days, but we're going to have, we're going to have a guest on. We have multiple episodes. We're doing multiple episodes about a topic so that we don't talk for nine hours about one thing. Exactly. This is why we're doing it this way. So this is not the end of New Beginnings. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it again for one more episode before we move on to something else. So, um, this isn't, this isn't the end. This is just 
This is just the new beginning. <laughs> a new beginning. A new to be continued. Um, let's take a break and come back. Take some meds. I have some homework for y'all. You thought I forgot. Um, and then we're gonna get up out of here. All righty, time to take some meds. Meds. Some Prozac. Some. I don't know. Prozac. That is one. <laughs> um. <laughs> So what meds are you taking this week, Maddie? What's making you happy? Um, so one of the things that I do sometimes uh, when we're thinking about what do we have control over, one of the things that I feel like a faux sense of control over is my appearance and dipping into vanity. And that thing, I think about skincare, I think about makeup, and I've been really, really obsessed with like obscene amounts of blush recently, as you can I was going to say, see. what's going on right now? I I'm like just it. like, I, it's like a bare face, but obscene amounts of blush. And it comes from this hip dot clueless palette that is shaped like a cell phone. And it's, oh, it's it. like this clueless collab oh, from hip dot. I, it. I saw it come out and I, um, also, this is like another thing that I hate kind of a little bit about myself, which is that sometimes I need to buy something to feel better, which is like, it's not a good thing. Oh, same. Capitalism bro. has a grip on me. But, you know, it was under $30 and I had seen it when it came out, but I was like, oh, I think it sold out in like minutes. And then they re-released it because it was really popular, but it's just... It's this little cell phone blush palette, and it is so cute. And <laughs> I like getting it today. I literally opened it today. Oh that's why I like wore it to the podcast because I was like, I have to try it. Um. It's anyway, that's my meds. Is this little stupid little? Oh my god! <laughs> you have to take a picture that. with your like face a little beat, and with that next to it, okay. you can be an influencer. <laughs> I'm not. Okay. <laughs> what about you? What's your meds? Um, mine is like the exact opposite of vanity. Um. <laughs> Listen, it's been a really, really, really long week for me. Mm, I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> and not for the and not for the normal things, which is usually work. When I say it's been a long week, yeah. Um, there was some like some BS that happened, some bullshit that happened in my personal life. Um, like BS stands for bullshit. <laughs> yeah, in case you thought it stood for something else, um, like bus stop. <laughs> um. Anyways, sorry. Uh, the situation that happened, the issue that was going on, um, it's still not resolved, but the the resolution of it was greatly expedited and sort of, um, it, it's been easier to manage because of honesty and transparency in the friendships that I have with people, which for me, you know, although this is, it was like sort of a shitty, annoying, frustrating, like... Ugh, kind of situation um one of the silver linings one of the things that i sort of took away from it is at least i know at least i know <laughs> that i am going about picking my friends and the people that i hang out with and the people that i choose to invest my time and energy and love and care with like the right way and i think that like i don't know i I give a big shout out to myself for the discernment I have and the people that I have involved in my life. I know that there are a lot of people who <laughs> probably have issues with me or think that I can be standoffish or that wish they had a deeper relationship with me than like they actually do. Yeah, I would never yeah. apologize about that because I pick my good friends for a reason and that's why they're in my life. And this last week, I just felt very, very, very much so validated in the fact that I have friends that 
can come to me about something directly, regardless of how it's going to make me feel, regardless of like the outcome of it, because it's the right thing to do and because they're my friends. So without spilling all the fucking tea and giving all the details, I just want to say that like my meds this week are, I don't know, the honesty and transparency and the great friends that I have in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad that you got to experience that because it can be kind of scary to do that stuff. But I have almost always felt so much better engaging with that than not. Right. Yeah. All right. Let's get out of that drama and into the drama of homework. So this is the first homework of season two. So you best believe you're pulling out that journal. Um, we're going to journal a little bit about our feelings around new beginnings, as if you didn't know that's what we were going to be talking about. Um, so here are the questions I want you to write down in your journal and then the answers you should give them. So first question, is there something new you've wanted to try, but haven't? It is literally the question from last week. And I just want you to name it, write that question down and then you need to name it. Um, I think we spend a lot of times thinking about these things fantasizing about them, daydreaming about them. I want you to put it down on paper so you can look at it as a tangible, concrete thing that you want to do. Um, And then the next question I want you to ask after that is what thoughts and feelings uh, came up when I asked that question? Not necessarily how you feel about the thing. I want you to more so tap into like, when I said, what's something new that you've wanted to try but haven't, what was the, like, what was your first thought? Like, what were you thinking? Like, what were you feeling? Did you immediately feel anxiety? Did you immediately start feeling, like, shitty about yourself? Did you immediately feel excited about something? Only you know that. So write those feelings and emotions down because it's sort of those initial feelings that set you up for how you go about these new things and whether or not you do them or not. Um, and then the last question you're going to ask It could be yes or no. It might turn into a four-page journal entry, but um, are those thoughts and feelings that you're having around me asking that question serving you or working against you? Which is something I love to ask. Um, Because what is journaling? What are these questions for? Information. Mm -hmm. It's not right. It's not wrong. We're just here to learn more about ourselves. Um, So there you go. There go your three questions. Do a little bit of journaling, explore yourself a little bit, explore your thoughts around new beginnings and around new things that you've wanted to try. And who knows, maybe you'll try those new things. Maybe you won't, but you'll have a better understanding as to why you haven't. um, So you can stop feeling so anxious or maybe shitty about yourself because you haven't done them. Um, Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, And be sure to keep an eye out on our Instagram because we will be announcing a release of something super cool this week and it may be related to the homework so keep an eye out there at qbt pod um, be sure to send us a dm or email us at qbt podcast at gmail.com about your thoughts or concerns or issues with new beginnings we'd love to feature you on an upcoming episode you can also record a voice memo and send it to us there or leave us a voicemail at 971-220-8874 if you're doing the voicemail they have a max of three minutes Big, big thanks to Allie Kiltz for being our lovely producer and momager. Thank you to Carlos Valle and Kiana Marrero for helping us with our digital footprint and socials. And thank you to Marquis and Shanti Darling for letting us use their music. Um, You got to go take the blue to the vet. I do. He has a doctor's appointment. We got to go. Okay. Bye. Bye.
Try to talk slick all up in my ear and shit. <laughs>